welcome back, Dirty Birdies. I'm Jackie. I'm Shirley. And this is the Dirty Birdie Book Club. <sighs> Yay. Hi. Thank you again for joining us. Yes, welcome back, everyone. Today we are talking about another Penelope Douglas book. We're talking about Punk 57 this time. Uh, this was published in 2016. So, not a newbie, but... Not a newbie, but... It's not... 2016 is not old. I, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, so I'll... Want to read the back of the book? Okay. Misha. Where'd you go? I miss you so. Seems like it's been forever that you've been gone. In fifth grade, my teacher sets us up with pen pals from a different school. Thinking I was a girl with a name like Misha, the other teacher paired me with her student, Ryan. My teacher believed Ryan was a boy like me. Agreed. It didn't take long for us to figure out the mistake, and in no time at all, we were arguing about everything. The best takeout pizza, Android versus iPhone, whether or not Eminem was the greatest rapper ever. And that was the start. For the next seven years, it was us. Her letters were always on black paper with silver writing. Sometimes they were once a week or three in a day, but I need them. She's the only one who keeps me on track, talks me down, and accepts everything I am. We only had three rules. No social media, no phone numbers, no pictures. We had a good thing going. Why ruin it? Until I run across a photo of a girl online named Ryan, high school senior, loves Gallo's pizza, and worships her iPhone. What are the chances? Fuck it, I need to meet her. I just don't expect to hate what I find. Ryan. He hasn't written me in three months. Something's wrong. Did he die? Get arrested? Knowing Misha, neither would be a stretch. Without him around, I'm going crazy. I need to know someone is listening. It's my own fault. I should have gotten his number or picture or something. He could be gone forever or right under my nose and I wouldn't even know it. Alrighty. We met... Our two main, our two main characters on the Misha back, and Misha Ryan. and Ryan. Right, Misha is our main male, and Ryan is our main female. Misha also goes by the pseudonym Mason. Right, which we'll get into. <laughs> what is your? Uh, oh, so the trigger warnings for are this there episode. I have, I have three. Oh, okay. So trigger warnings for this episode, I would say, is emotional abuse. Which we can discuss. Sure. Underage drinking. Okay. And sexual assault. Doesn't Trey try to sexually assault her at one point? He talks about sexual He talks abuse. about it. So, talk about sexual... So... Yeah. Talk about sexual assault. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we um, are also going to mention that this is a book about high school students. So, technically minors, which I didn't know going into it. Not a huge fan about reading smut about anyone under the age of 18. That's fair. Um, but we already read it, and we're going to talk about it. Yep. And it's not some, like, weird-ass backwoods book. It's Penelope Douglas. She's quite an established author. So we'll talk about it. I, what was your spice rating? I gave it a four. Okay. Because even though I was uncomfortable with the fact that they were minors, it was still pretty spicy. I mm-hmm. liked it. I enjoyed the spice no, that's my spice rating. Are we rating it another I'm way? I'm just saying you're my, insinuating. No, I'm just saying my spice rating has nothing to do with how I liked the book overall. Oh. So what was your spice okay, rating? Okay, so I gave it a seven. Okay, that makes sense. I 
So for me, like when so when I think about my spice rating, like I I take it like the the burn. Like how oh. how is the build up? How oh. how satisfied am I when it finally happens? And this one being simultaneously a second chance and enemies to lovers mm-hmm. love story mm-hmm. as I read it mm-hmm. that all compounded into my seven spice rating. Okay, so when I do a spice rating, this is good. We should talk about this. So when I do a spice rating, I tend to think about, like, not so much, like, the build-up. Don't get me wrong. Build-up's great. Foreplay's great. Flirting's great. Sexual tension's great. I tend to think about were the scenes, like, the actual, like, actual sex scenes. Sex scenes. Okay. What I'm looking for out of a book. Okay. Like, did it get me going? Was the encounter something that I would want to do myself like something I like you know because like anal scenes don't really get me going mm-hmm. so if it's just a book with pure anal I'm like mm-hmm. right <laughs> obviously yeah. you know um, <laughs> I'm sure that book exists somewhere <laughs> so that's how I do my spice rating is like I rate I think of the individual scenes okay and I I definitely... You do it as a whole. I do a whole... Yeah, I, I do it as a I whole. I think that's good, though. I think that's good, you know, for one of us to do the whole thing and one of us to do strictly... Yeah, yeah. Because I'm looking, like, you know, so when I think spicy, like, if I'm not emotionally attached to the characters, it could be the best sex scene ever fucking written. But I will not give a shit. You're not wrong. So, like, I need... To care. Yeah. In order to, like, have it do what it needs to do to the rest of me. No, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Did you read fan fiction a lot when you were younger? No. (laughs) It's fine. No, it's fine. I think that's why I'm able to just drop into a random sex scene, not give a fuck about the characters. Oh. Because I read a lot of fan fiction that was just, like, plop you into, like, the few seconds before they fuck. You read through the fuck, and then it's done. With characters that are based out of something that you already have an emotional connection to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, characters from, I I mean, yeah, I sought out characters from things I already knew, Mm -hmm. but, like, there wasn't a build-up. It was just kind of- In that written piece. In that written piece. Because a lot of, like, a lot of times, like, it'll be the same characters, but not, like, the same universe as where they came from. Oh, okay. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's why I, like- and don't get me wrong, I want to read books, like, I hate a skip to the Spice book. You know? Like, I want to, I'm paying for a book, I want to read the book, and it be a good story. And enjoy the whole... Right. Um, but, mm-hmm. I am buying this book for a reason. <laughs> if I just wanted a good story, I'd be in the fiction section. <laughs> uh, so, our two main characters... Ryan and Misha slash Mason. Right. Mason. They meet through like a pen pal program that in, in, fifth, in fifth grade in fifth that their grade. school set up. So we get a bunch of different perspectives. We get Ryan's letters. Do we get Misha's letters? I don't think so. I think we just I don't get think Ryan's we do letters. Because, uh, no, we, we get Ryan's. Oh, yeah, her writing them. Her writing them. So we get the letters so that Ryan wrote to Misha. We don't get, yeah, we don't get first-hand accounts. 
But Ryan or Misha talks about Ryan's letters. We get secondary resources. We don't get to read them like we read oh, Misha's. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then it is told through two perspectives, Misha mm-hmm. and and Ryan. Yep, so it is a duet book. So they don't like meet they accidentally meet in person at that underground concert that he's throwing. Yeah. It's- there was, like, a scavenger hunt involved, and they had yeah. to post pictures on, like, social media. So they live, like, the next town over. Right. Right. They right. live, like, a half an hour apart. And they're, they started talking in second grade. Mm-hmm. They started talking in fifth grade. <laughs> and uh, now they're seniors in high school. Mm-hmm. And they've never seen, they've never met, they've never, like, voice Stalked talked each, to other each other on yeah. social. Like, that they is have so much self-control. <laughs> Oh, 100%. I don't have. Yes. So then a new boy comes to school. His name is Mason Laurent. Yes. New boy on the Very scene. mysterious. Very mysterious. Very, um... Like an outsider. Like... I I thought he was punk. Oh, so did I. I thought he was 100%. Punk. Where does the 57 come from? Aw. The song that he sings at prom. Oh yeah 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 it's that one, that's right the song at prom, that's right. yeah 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 so I I forget what brought him to the school originally so he was looking for he very tra- so the night that he actually meets Brian at that underground concert he does not tell her it's him, which does he know it's her he does oh because. He sees, like, she has her Facebook up on her phone for some reason. He sees the name. And, like, he puts two and two together. Right. Okay. But he doesn't tell her it's him, which Mm. is, like, red flag number one for me. Like, why? Why aren't you? Very Aladdin of him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good, uh. So, and that's how the book progresses. Like, Ryan meets him as Mason. Mason. Well, he so, knows her as Ryan, but he's, like, hiding hiding his who, true yeah. identity. Because that night of the concert, his sister has a fatal heart attack and dies. And she called him. And she called him for, for help. help. And he didn't answer because he was with Ryan. Right. And the guilt. Severe, severe guilt. The Catholic level guilt <laughs> throughout this book. Which... I get. Sure. If someone I knew called me for help and I was like, oh, I'll get back to them. And they fucking died and I could have helped. Now, I, destroy I completely understand Absolutely the guilt. Absolutely Completely understand the guilt. Um, so he comes to the school and we find out later that he's like in search of something that he thinks someone at the school has of his. So he's looking for two things. He's looking for a file of pictures, a folder, a folder of pictures. Right. And a watch. Right. Which I think we... His grandfather's watch. His grandfather's watch that is touched upon very quickly in, like, in the early pages of the book. I remember him, like, describing the watch. Yeah. Um, that it needed, like, a new watch face, but he was keeping the band or right. something like that. Right. And so those are the two things he's looking for. And that's why he comes to Ryan's high school. Mm-hmm. Because he believes that through coming to this school, he will be able to find who has them. And through her writing of these letters, he has it built up in her mind that Ryan is just, like, this really chill person. Yes. Doesn't 
care about what anybody thinks of her. Yeah. Like, very, um, like, just down to earth. And so then he comes to her school and is confronted with uh, Ryan being a popular cheerleader making, you know, she's a bully at times. She's a bully. Or she she just watches watches bullying and is an active participant that way. And so he is, like, immediately turned turned off. off. So turned off. And starts to, in my opinion, bully her. I think what he does throughout the beginning she of the She approached book, him first. Sure. But he, yeah, she approached him first. But some of the shit he does, I think, is emotional. First of all, the fact that he knows who she is and, like. Doesn't come clean. Doesn't come clean like after. What, like almost 10 years of friendship? Yeah. That feels like emotional abuse well i feel like once he found out what she was he was like what the fuck is the point like i'm just gonna get in and get out and get what i need and that's get what fair. i came for that's fair but it's extremely and the hate was mutual like she for whatever reason just hated mason hated mason right but throughout the entire book continues to pine for misha yes she's absolutely head like it's almost like she's saving herself for misha like she's yeah. dating Trey, which is like jock. Yeah, ass he's, of the he's world. yeah, he's your stereotypical fiction jackass jock who's her, like mm-hmm. just writing down names on a list of girls. Oh, just yes, he's got a little black book, and everybody's mm-hmm. gonna be on it. And her best friend is Lila, who is also bitch, who is dating. JD. JD, who's Trey's best friend. Right. So Lila So it's just this click. It's a click. You know the clicks. <laughs> and there's also uh, Boy 10, who is uh, Lila and Ryan's, like, friend as well. So that's, like, their nuclear friend group. Right. Is Ryan, her two friends, Lila and 10, and the two boyfriends, Trey and JD. Right. And, yeah, Misha, like you said, is very turned off by this cheerleader popular you know so what uh, what can i do to fit in is this you know angsty hating each other but also finding themselves in a situation where she went into like this tunnel and found like a bunch what did she steal from him did she steal the necklace she stole a letter ten stole the necklace oh right so we find out that post his sister's death misha kind of retreats into himself which like we said earlier the guilt and he like starts to go live in this abandoned tunnel uh theme park right the tunnel underground the tunnel theme park yeah like runs away from home and is just like living there secluded with like nobody Cuts himself off from his band. Cuts himself off from his band. His well, dad. He stops talking to his dad. He completely stops talking to his dad. He does still talk to his one bandmate slash cousin. Oh, yeah. What is his name? Dave? Is this the one where we find out his, like, grandfather is, like, the mayor or something? And, like, yeah, gets and him out of a, trouble? He's a senator. Okay. 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 So he is still friends with, or he is still in communication with his cousin slash bandmate, Dean, who is kind of a... You know, you can be an asshole to me, but I'm still gonna tell you shut the fuck up and stick around kind of guy. Which I love. You love. I love that kind of guy. He's okay. just kind of like a... You can be a dick if you want. I don't care. <laughs> like, 
I still love you. You're still my family and friend. Right, like, right, 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 right. You know, he kind of just like lets everything roll off his chest, which is goals. <laughs> uh, so he kind of, yeah, he goes to live in this tunnel. Right. And uh, Ryan stumbles upon his nest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a word for it. <laughs> and I think, oh, she takes some song lyrics. Okay, yes. She takes a piece of paper with some song lyrics on it, and her friend Ten takes a locket. Right. Which we then find out turns out to be his sister's His locket. sister Anna's locket. So he comes to school one day, rip-roaring, like, confronts her, give me, give me what you've taken. And she's like, who the fuck are you? She didn't know that Ten took the necklace. Well, she didn't know that Ten took the necklace, and she didn't know it was Misha Mason's then they yeah. were in, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so she gives back the lyrics, and then he's like, what about the necklace? He's like, what the fuck are you talking right. about? Right, right. Um, she confronts Ten. Ten has it. She's like, why'd you take this? <laughs> Seriously, though, you little klepto. They give it back, and we start to see this almost, like, hate flirting. Like, they hate each other, but there's also, like, a there's sexual tension. There's just an tension. underlying attraction yeah. that they don't want to admit. And he definitely doesn't want to let grow because he mm-hmm. doesn't want to have to deal with the truth that he's actually Misha. Right. Exactly. He's got himself convinced that the girl he fell in love with via letters is not what she is in real life. And he's, right. like, done. He's just trying to wash his hands of it. But... Between Trey getting jealous of the interactions between Ryan and Misha, like, I think that instigates things. Misha's like, she was mine first. Oh, yeah. It's a pissing contest. Very possessive. Very possessive. And Trey, like, they are dating, but they have not had sex. It's... Are they? I think Trey thinks they are. I don't think, like, Ryan is like, I'm his girlfriend, you know? No, maybe not. I didn't get the, I got the, I got the impression that she was like, I need a date to prom. And he was like, I'm going to act like a gentleman until I can fuck her and then never talk to her again. Oh, yeah, but hardly act like a gentleman. Hardly. Ugh. Fucking her best friend at the same time. Mm. Poor JD. Poor JD. And the pictures they found in his dresser, I was mortified. Of different girls? Yeah. I was mortified. Yeah. Gross. The first time that I feel like things really got physical was the car wash. Yes. She, Trey, spills paint all over his car, his truck. Trey spills paint all over Misha's truck. But Ryan takes the blame. Right. So then they go to the car wash together. Right. And things get a little spicy. Right. They're in the, they're in a seat. Well, you know, she's a... Washing and a sudsy and all like gyrating and all over the top of his car. I think it's like specifically she like touches his lip ring and she's like, "What does it feel like?" And he's like, "Why don't you find out?" And then she, and like, she just licks, licks it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, I don't have a lip ring. I don't have a lip ring. I have a lick ring. I don't have a lip ring. But if someone was just like. What's your septum piercing taste like? No, you know, I mean, what's it feel like? <laughs> if someone was just like... Oh, you wouldn't let somebody just tongue your... I would not ring? let someone tongue my nostril. No, it's fucking weird. No, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to... First of all, I don't know if it's the same with lip rings, but like, you have your ears pierced. There is like a... a There's like a knot. 
Yeah, but there's like a smell as well with piercings. Oh, I don't know. Mine are closed. Oh, uh, do you not wear earrings? Never. Oh, you do you, boo boo. <laughs> Maybe get more piercings and just don't wear that first one. <laughs> there is, yeah, it's like. <laughs> it was weird. It was, it, weird, it was weird. Like, I found it weirdly hot. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay. I'm, I'm not sure. into licking piercings. I feel like it was also a way for her to be like kissing him without kissing him. Yeah. 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 And like the hate flirt that they have. Do they end up kissing though? Doesn't he end up like, don't they get in like a compromising position and then Trey drives around yeah, and so then he he's like, like, oh, she bailed. He like bends her in the back seat. He like lays her down in the back seat. You know, they're, uh, they're doing the damn thing and they obviously hate each other. It's quote, bitch, he whispers, loser. <laughs> and when I dart my tongue, the tip of my tongue to lick his little piece of metal again, he's done being patient. End quote. I don't know. Maybe I've never kissed anyone with a lip ring. I don't have any lip rings. So maybe it's like a. Maybe it's fun. Maybe it's a thing. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it seems to be something she likes. So power to her, you know. So th- nothing really goes beyond that. They get interrupted. They nothing get interrupted happens. by Trey. Right. Yeah. Because uh, he's a douche. Ugh. And then later on, after that, it's kind of like the floodgates start to open. There's like no... It's like they broke the seal yes. on physical on affection. Physical affection. Right. Now it's just becoming like hate fucking. <laughs> it's they like, still any, don't like any, each anytime other. they can be around. Right, cuz he is like I, I hate everything you stand for, like you're, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And he's like the rebel guy who like embarrasses her in front of class when he like admits right. that she likes the Twilight, you know, right. the, the Twilight series. Right. And she's like, how could he possibly know that? But did you ever think how could Ryan have not known that it was Misha the whole time? Like, did that ever cross your mind? No, because he doesn't act like him, like himself. He's a total asshole, which is not how he came off in the letters. Letters. Mm-hmm. She has no idea what he looks like. And he just stopped writing her three months ago. So why all of a sudden would she be like, oh, I wonder if this new guy is this guy that I've spoken to for like 10 years and then all of a sudden just stopped talking to me, but then he transferred to my school? That's fair. So, no, I don't... You didn't think that? I didn't think okay. that. Okay. I think... I, I think that if this circumstance were to happen to me, regardless of our 10-year background, I would have been like, no. I wouldn't have come back around She tries end. to fight it. She tries. She tries. But it's a romance book, so they're of probably married she comes with back kids. Around. At some point. Is that what happens? I forget. <laughs> oh Is that what happens? They get married. Yes, dude. Jesus fucking Christ. He becomes like this famous rock star. Oh, that's right. And paparazzi's outside. She's like very pregnant. And I was right. like, of course she is. Of course she is. Dumb. Ugh. So dumb. Spoiler alert. They mm-hmm. end up together. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> it's a romance book. But I do, okay, so this whole time there's also somebody going around the school graffitiing, like, weird sayings. Weird sayings, and then, like, some truth bombs. Outing some people. Signing it as punk. 
and we don't know who it is, and we are made to think that it is Misha, and we it find like out that it is do. actually Ryan, and <laughs> Ryan was using that as an outlet after she stopped receiving letters from Misha. Yes. So Ryan has some inner demons. She very badly wants to be accepted into, like, the cool kids club, and it started when she was very, very young. She had, like, a really good friendship, mm-hmm. but... She wasn't happy with that. She wanted yeah. she wanted more. She wanted to be in the in crowd for Did whatever. Did that break your heart? A little bit. The story about her best, her young Just best friend. Just ditching her friend. She was like, she stood against the wall and I hid. And she stood there for all recess waiting for me. I thought she'd go play with I can kids. see that happening and I, I bet it, it happens a lot. I bet it, it definitely really sad. sounded like something that would have happened to me. It That absolutely broke my heart. Because then she got involved with just, like, all the wrong people Mm -hmm, and started mm -hmm. going against how she would normally behave. She started conforming. Exactly. And, yeah. she And now she's just in this toxic-ass clique. Yep. I was going to say clique. Toxic-ass clique. She's in this toxic clique. And she's, I feel like she's trying to make her way out of it. And she almost sees Mason as a way out of it. Interesting. That's how I saw it. I thought it was more like, uh, more like that wrong side of the tracks, like, you're not good for me, like, I'm gonna slum it kind of thing. I don't think so, because however she spoke to him in front of other people, I think in a weird way he felt like home to her more than those other people ever did. Sure. Because he didn't entertain her horseshit. Oh, he was so honest with her. Yeah. And. Which we love. Sometimes you need that. I need that. You you need that. I, look, I need someone who can slightly entertain my bullshit, but at the same time. Know when it's done. Tell me to shut the fuck up at some points. Definitely think that he was that for her. He was. He was. And you know what? He has a redemption arc. And like I said, he went through something extremely traumatic. And I still stand on my hill of trauma is not an excuse to be a shitty person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he brings it back. He Like, this is still brand new. It's three months after his sister died. He's still... He has not processed it. He refuses to process it. He still is working through shit. So, like, I'm a little more lenient when you're in that... Mindset. You're in that... The throes of grief... Everyone grieves differently, and grief is a can be a destructive thing on the soul. So, I, the truth is, he had so many times that he could have come clean and told him, told her who he was. Like he he slips quite a few times, a hundred percent. Where you know he's like, I've waited too long for this. Oh, and when she brings Misha up to Mason, right? She's like, I have this friend called Misha. He should have been like, Hey. Hi, I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> the fact well, that- Well, and he makes her say the name again. Mm-hmm, Do you remember mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. that wasn't a weird-ass thing. What really bothers me is that he fucked her without her knowing who he actually was. Silence your fucking oh phone! Oh my god, bitch. Uh, focus. Do not disturb. It's on. <laughs> I'm just I'm just, I know, I love Oh my you. god, I almost just I'm just joshing. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All that in a bag of chips. Joshing. <laughs> just joshing. <laughs> 
So, I don't like that he fucked her without telling her who he actually yeah, was. Yeah, that was, that was icky. Multiple times. Yeah, icky. Multiple times. There were only, like, a couple, there wasn't much sex in this book. No, there was a lot of, like, angst. there was a lot of angst, there was a lot of build, there was a lot of, like, foreplay, and, like, when you're, I'm, so, and I love that when you're in the enemies to lovers and they're still, like, transitioning because they, like, don't want to be, and they don't want to be attracted, and they don't want to like this person, and they just, like, fucking can't help it. That's fair. I love that shit. I want more than two fucks. I'm pretty sure they fuck Is it only two? I'm, I'm pretty sure. There was once in the truck and then once in her bedroom. Oh, wow. Everything else is kind of just, like, groping or he fingers her at one point. And then there's, like, I do feel like the the plot was forced along the way. Like, especially leading up to prom and the breaking into Trey's house. And Okay, well. Did you like the twist, though? Did? I did not see the twist coming. I did not see the twist coming I will, either. I did not see the twist coming. I was floored. Yeah. It so, was so smart. So, we learn early on that... Misha and Anna's mom is MIA. She just she ran out on them. She just left. She just them, left. Left them with her with their dad. Right. Who, in all intents and purposes, is a good dad. It sounds like it. Misha thinks that he retreated in on himself after um, Anna died, but it was really Misha who retreated, and his dad is like heartbroken that Misha is like gone, just gone. Just gone. So they've, they've been on their own, and Mom's been MIA. Towards the end, so when he shows up to the school, it's all, like, forged documents. It's not real parents' phone numbers. And where the fuck did he get all this, like, he you need to friend. Oh, is that what it is? You're higher up. I'm that's sure right, that's that was, right. I'm sure that was that's, not a problem. That's fair. That's very fair. And then we find out worse that the mom skipped town, next town over, and got married and started a new fucking family. Mm. Next town over. Never cared to check in on her first children. No. Never. And we also find out that Anna was pushing herself to the brink of health issues. She was like popping pills to popping be able to stay awake and study. To be perfect, to exercise, which caused her to have a heart attack. Right. Because she was thinking, if I'm perfect enough, mom will come back. Right. So Misha obviously blames Anna's death on the mother. The mother. And and himself. And himself. But also the mother. But yeah. mostly the mother. Who turns out to be the, the principal, principal at the school that he goes to at Ryan's And the school. way this what the way he reveals it, because she's she gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. And she brings him into the principal's office. She's staring at this kid and still has no fucking idea who he is. Well, what's what really kind of broke my heart was she has that like check in, like "Welcome to the school. How are you?" Right. Like nothing. And he he even says at one point he's like, "I kind of expected you to recognize me during that." And then you were just like, "All right, well, let me know if you have need a anything. great day." Right. He's like, "You didn't fucking ex- notice your own child sitting across the desk from you." Right. So they're they're she's. He's in trouble, and she's like, I've tried all these phone numbers. Nothing has worked. I need a real phone number. And right. he's like, fine. It gives her the number. What's your parents' name? And she gives He, he doesn't even have to. I don't think he even has to do that, because he. she calls, and uh, the dad is like, Julian? And she hangs up. Right. Well, she says his name, right? 
Does she? Oh, maybe she does. Okay. I don't know. But yeah, I, yeah. That's, he recognizes her voice. And then it clicks for her. Oh my God, this is, this my, is my, my son, son that I abandoned. The, yeah. And my daughter who just fucking died three months ago. Yeah. Like, oh. Did she even show up to the fucking funeral? No. I was going to say, probably not. She didn't recognize him. She what did a bitch. Not. No. What a bitch. So we find out that he's at the school when the mom's principal there. Trey is her New son. New stepson, yeah. Oh, stepson? Is it stepson? Yeah, yeah stepson. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Stepson. And Which when, makes it even worse, because she chose to go be his mom. Oh, I know. So, when she left Misha's dad, she took the watch. She took Misha's Passed it down house. to Trey. Yeah. That's why they break, they break into Trey's house looking for it. Just the That's least. when they find the pictures that Trey has taken of all the women that he's, he's been with. Been yeah. with. And knowing the mom is the principal, they throw all the pictures into her bedroom, which I loved. I was yeah. like, "Fuck yes!" Like, They're like, his "Fuck parents, yes!" Her parents will deal with this. The level of disrespect that that mother has for her children. Oh, it's sickening! Sickening. Like your daughter. First of all, you abandoned your fucking children, right? Like I don't know what your. I don't know if there was like postpartum or what. Which, if you are experiencing postpartum, there are resources. Please reach out. Resources. Postpartum depression is a very real thing. Um, but I don't know. I don't remember her I reasoning. don't even think we got explanation. Like, the most we got is, yeah, life was easier without you two. That's what she says to him. Yeah, I never went searching for you. I never cared. I just moved right along. And I don't know if it had anything to do with the dad. His family's background and oh, like, like the being senator. the senator and just being under like the public eye because he never uses his last name. Right. So when they he gets arrested yeah. and his, his cousins come, yeah. the cousins are like, do you know who this is? Like this is some so big wig senator's son yeah. and they like get him out. So, and then they pull, like they collectively, uh, Ryan, Misha, JD, and Manny. And 10. And 10. Yeah. Collectively pull like the greatest senior prank ever where they all go around and write very honest truths. They just out the entire fucking It was school. so cool. It was, it reminded me of like Breakfast Club, Pump Up the Volume. I got very like Rebel Christian Slater vibes. It, it, it made me very me, happy. It reminded me of when Regina George photocopied the burn book <laughs> and then I, just sprinkled it around If school. that doesn't tell you our age difference. <laughs> <laughs> Made out with a hot dog. That was one time. It's not my fault. I have a white sap it's vagina. It's not my fault. I have a heavy flow and a white sap vagina. Yeah, I can't do those. She's gonna go here. Okay. My favorite part of that scene where it's like, oh no, I did not leave the south side for this. <laughs> I look. I've seen the Breakfast Club. Okay. Uh, it just doesn't give me Breakfast Club vibes. Oh, okay. It gives me, like... Because they didn't... They, like, got their own shenanigans. They didn't, like, destroy the school to make a message. The unity. Like, oh, like yeah. The breaki- oh. Like, the breaking away from, like, their old group. Okay. And, like, forging this new, like, rebel group. So, Breakfast Mean Club Girls. Yeah. Breakfast Mean Club Girls. Yes. <laughs> But also, a bit of this, a bit did of you that. see Pop Up the Volume? I highly recommend it. No. It's Christian Slater. He okay. plays Happy Harry Hardon. 
And it's, I highly recommend it. It's very, I mean, it's, you know, old, but right. I love me some Christian Slater and fucking anything. So I, I will always recommend that movie. I, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. so uh, they pretty much, every dirty little secret they know is written on the walls. Written on the walls. Which, like, is a very interesting metaphor. Like, all the, keeping all this shit secret and toxic, and I remember being in high school. Right. So this is not a young adult book. This was not written for a young adult. Even though it's about, like, teenagers, it was not written for a teenage audience. Mm-hmm. You know, I went back and read a book that was my favorite series back in high school that is written for a teenage audience. And just the amount of shit that I'm like, none of this actually matters. Oh. You know, the shit that, like, they're so upset about in high school. I'm like, none of this really fuck it. You come to me when you have to pay the government money because they didn't take your right taxes out. Well, knowing that this was, like, not intended to be read, it's almost like I liked reading the two sides of who Misha thought Ryan was and then being assaulted with who she really fucking was in public. But that's not who she wanted to be. I think that's very relatable at any age. Like who who are you at work? Like you show up to be something at work, but then you're comfortable at home. Like who do your friends think you are? Mm -hmm. Like if you get wrapped up in being all the things to all the people, who are you for yourself? Beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> That's a good point, Cheryl. Um, <laughs> two for two. Uh, oh, this is really beautiful. I think that's definitely a big point of this book is where do you draw the line between being what other people want you to be and being what you want you to be and being what makes you happy? Exactly. You know, and it it's a very prevalent theme in a lot of coming of age books. And I feel like she tried to tie that in because that's also a time in a lot of people's lives where they're figuring out who the fuck they are and who they want to be. That goes beyond high school. Yeah. Absolutely. Shit, I'm not the same person I was five years ago, you know? And I've been out of high school for a while now, so. I thought that was really significant in Ryan's arc because she realized that in order to be in the in crowd, you had to accept really shitty behavior. Yeah, And she, she knew she that didn't align with her, you know? Right. And so she, when she finally had the balls to step out of it, she stepped out of it in a really big way. And I think that it just unleashed like the potential for her to be really happy. And she was, and you know, and we get the epilogue and they're married and she's pregnant and he's fucking rich as shit. He's a very famous rock star. Oh, five years later. Yeah. So, so she's 21, 22. Yeah, and set. Set for life. Set for life, you know? So overall, <clears throat> I liked Credence. I like Credence way more than this. Okay. If this was my first book by Penelope Douglas. You would not pick up another? Okay. I wasn't a huge fan of this book. That's, yeah, I mean, you're um, not going to like everything. Yeah. I don't know, I've been, re- like, while editing and listening to our podcast, I feel like I'm super critical of everything. I'm like, I didn't really like this book. I didn't really like this book. I didn't really like this book. The next episode, we're going to talk about my favorite fucking book. I know. <laughs> Tell us the title. So, we are going to be talking about Promises and Pomegranates by Sav R. Miller. This is my favorite book. 
like this and Welcome to the Dark Side by Gina Davis. Gina Davis? Yeah. The actress? No. Oh. <laughs> sorry. People are allowed to have the same name. I just so. Is it spelled the same? That's so interesting. I'm sorry. This and, or Promises and Pomegranates and Welcome to the Dark Side by Gina Darling. Ah. Are, <laughs> are my favorite. Like, I will reread any amount of times. But Promises and Pomegranates hold a very special place in my heart because it got me back into reading as an adult. Okay. Like, that was the first book I read last July, and I have not stopped reading since. Like, I've read over 100 books since. So, uh, very excited to talk about that one. Yes, 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 yes. So that's next episode. That is next episode. As always, if you'd like to follow us on TikTok and Instagram, the handle is DirtyBirdieBC. And if you have any suggestions or just want to let us know what you thought about Punked, uh, I'm sorry, Punked57. (laughs) I am curious to hear your thoughts on, I am wondering like who else out there liked it. So I, I, for me, like I worry that maybe I just really love Penelope Penelope Douglas. Douglas. Well, because so, Birthday Girl was also in my eyes really good. So I'm actually on a group on Facebook called Smut Sluts. Me too. The dollar sign? Yeah! Yeah, dude! Yes! Well, yes. And I saw someone talking about this book. Oh. And people were like, oh, I loved it. Oh, it was amazing. After I had already read it. And I was like, okay, so like there are people out there who liked it. Yeah. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Like I said, I'm a dark romance person. Right. I want a guy to like have the possibility of murdering me. Like, there's a sure. possibility that I'll die. There was no possibility of that here. There's a possibility she might get a... S- what? Is there a possibility that she was going to die? Who? No. Oh, I thought you were looking at me like, really? Oh, I like, thought I was going to burp, so I just <gasps> went down like this so nobody saw it. <laughs> so I like the possibility that there's, like, danger and shit, and there was really just no danger in this. Yeah, that, it's interesting that danger is, like, an aphrodisiac, considering things considering my trauma <laughs> i mean listen danger's my little name <laughs> a, a lot of what got me you know was just like how much he loved her even as mason behind closed doors i know i'm no, such no, no. a sucker no, no, no. no that's completely fine it's i think that's exactly what it is you're a hopeless romantic hopeless and but i also like, want to be like fucked like dick down and I'm over here like, I want him to stalk the shit out of me and me tell him, no, fuck off. And him be like, no, fuck you. I'm going to fuck you. And I'd be like, all right. <laughs> so you're over here like, love me forever, but like, dick me down hard. That's and I'm all, like, that's all treat me like shit. And then fuck me like it too. <laughs> so when do you feel loved? So next time we're going to talk about... (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you were entertained. Yeah, and we will see you in the next one. Read on, Dirty Birdies.